0: The MX Vice Show.
1: Welcome to episode number 78 of the MX 5 Show podcast Coming in hot after the MXGP of Czech Republic uh, A lot happened in Locket over the weekend Guys are crashed out Or crashed out and then rejoined the race But still gave up a lot of points So the MXGP title fight has tightened up considerably That'll be discussed on this show MX2 will be discussed Some other incidents will be discussed Silly Season will be discussed Because we haven't even touched on the Kawasaki thing Which we kind of alluded to last week But didn't quite get to So, a lot coming up in uh, episode 78 of the MX 5 Show podcast. As always, we'd like to thank Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour Nutrition, and Blenzel Oils. This is part one, and uh, that is presented by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Ryon technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, that's AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put... The Formula Helmet has changed the game. And it's not just the Formula Helmet that's changed the game over at Fly Racing. Uh, They unveiled their 2022 line of gear, uh, Zone Pro goggle, Formula Helmet, all of that good stuff on a Friday, which you probably would have simped because it was all over social media, everywhere you looked. So, um, yeah, head over to Fly Racing, and you will see everything that they have on offer for the future, including a new Formula Helmet, some cool youth gear, and yeah. Just many, many, many products for whatever your price range, desire, style, need, off-road, racing, practice, like whatever you want, Fly Racing has you covered. With me, on this podcast, as always, uh, he's limped in a day later than originally planned, but he's here, it's James Burfield, how's it going James?
2: Hello Lewis, yes, it's going fine. I did uh, maybe go a little bit crazy last night and uh, started drinking on a Tuesday night. So uh, there's that. So uh but everything else is good. Uh, life's good. Uh, everything's good. Just here. Looking forward to doing this podcast today. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward. Yeah. Well, actually, there's a, a couple of points which popped up, um, which I want to discuss a little bit later in the show. Well, actually, probably in the first part regarding two MXGP riders. So um, Okay, I have yeah, no little... idea what those are, but... Yeah, well, it's just little things which happen, which we discuss, and, and actually I'm about to eat my words from, from, from last week as well, because, uh, they, yeah, things change quite, quite rapidly. In, in I actually. literally have
1: no idea what you could be talking about.
2: <laughs> well, it's, it's... Yeah, well, should we go into it straight, straight away? I don't know, because I, I, if, it's, if it's relevant to, like, the leading guys, then I guess so, but I
1: have no idea what you could be talking about.
2: Well, l- last week we discussed, oh, what's Prado's chances? And, and you, you were kind of like right when you said there's an underlying issue here. We wasn't what were sure. It doesn't seem happy, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wrote him off for the title um, because I said, no, he's out. He's not in the right headspace. So, and then what happens? And it just goes to show that if you haven't got the knowledge, if you're not there understanding and talking to the riders, um, then you don't know. That's
1: actually a good point, because at Lockett, I did think to myself, oh, this is why I come to the races. Like, I was kind of like, I had a little, a little epiphany. Like, I've said it before, there's some races that... There's some GPs that you go to, and abs- like, nothing happens in, at all. And I'm kind of like, well, this was, a, like, this was a bit of a waste of time. But Lockett, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is why I need to be here. Like, this makes sense now. See, I,
2: I think you... Uh you undersell yourself or undersell your need to be there because I watch you. So, you know, when I, when I'm there, I, I kind of like taking everything in, like everything, like looking. So obviously there's not many places to stand uh, for us at MXGP. It's not like we've got an all accesses area, which we can just walk oh, around. I, in. Do you, I could go into this because I had some Twitter incidents about this. Well, this is the interesting thing, right? So we, we're, we're designated to the pit lane area. We're, we don't get given... Uh, Wait, did you uh, see
1: this on Twitter?
2: No, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're on about, but... Okay. <laughs> Weird thing for you to bring up. No, no, no. It's, uh, but this is the whole Prado thing. It, like, th- this, this stems everything up. So it's like, this is why I think, like, being at GPs is the difference, because lo- lots, of different, lots of different reasons, but these are the things which I see, right? So in pit lane, you get to talk to basically everyone. Everyone who's anyone is in pit lane in, in, uh, you've got the mechanics downstairs, you've got the team owners, uh, downstairs and upstairs sort of floating between. You've got industry people, you've got riders, you've got MX2 riders who are coming in to watch uh, MXGP and vice versa. Uh, you've got the MX riders who are hanging out as well. So you get to talk to a lot of people. Plus you can talk to those riders and they share little insights about the track. Don't they? So I'll talk to, uh, you know, Ben or I'll talk to, um, you know, whatever rider it is. And they'll go, oh, actually, but yeah, if, when you go down to that corner, there's a real massive like breaking bump, which come out as catching everybody out. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, and, it, and lots of people offer diff- lots of different insights. Plus there's like, oh, have you heard about this? And da, 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 da. so there's that. In, and I just think that like watching you, you're kind of, okay, you're, 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 you're tweeting and stuff like that, but you're constantly talking. You're constantly talking, you're constantly looking. And the thing which for me, which wrapped it up, was last year at Lommel. When I went to lommel I was watching majority of stuff on TV. And then when I went to Lommel and I got to, to watch a racing, I was you could just see Gertz getting a little bit out of control. And what happened, I think he crashed about three times in the well, same I think race. You can see that anywhere in the world. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you have to be there. Because whether you're in pit lane or, or if we had VOP access to everything, then it would be absolutely fantastic. So we could just stroll different parts of the track and, and see different things, but we can. Um, but from where we are and who you talk to, I just think you get so much information and, and it, it, and it's so valuable being there. So yeah. So like if you ever think, Oh, is it actually, no, it is 1 million percent worth traveling, doing the miles, spending the money, uh, and be you know, You've got to be there. You cannot get this information. You cannot get these insights, and you cannot see what you see. Sound a couch. It's that simple. Because if it, if it was, it would be brilliant, because we'd save 50 grand a year. Well, that is quite a tangent. But, but... Clearly something's happened for you to be very um, passionate about this. The Prado thing. Because okay. it's like, this stems from Prado, because it's, it's like, you know, you're there. You're there. You're getting the information. You're talking to him. and and it's like, I'm, sat, I'm like a typical Facebook guy who's sat on the armchair going, oh, let's write Prado off. And, and, I, and, and it really bugs me sometimes. It's, maybe it's turning into a grind in my gears because I get to see other Facebook comments like, oh, in killing the sport, Kawasaki's out. It's like, hang on a minute. They've not even announced who they're going to. It's not that Kawasaki hasn't said they're wrapping up. They're just saying they're moving to a different team. It's like, it's like a... a, a a manager um, is not delivered for, for 10 years at a premiership club. Uh, actually, if he doesn't deliver for about two years, he gets sacked. But so basically, Kawasaki's looking for, to, to win uh, a world title. They haven't won for the last 13 years. So they're probably just exercising their right to try something new. In football, in other sports, this is perfectly normal. Oh my God, literally, the shit I've seen online with like Facebook going, people on Facebook going, oh my God, inference couldn't sport. Uh, it's all over. This sport's going downhill. Blah, 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 blah. It's like they're changing team. Nothing's changing. If anything, there's going to be probably more resources put in. It's like, it, it's... Are you okay? No. It's just... Okay. I just see... I, I, I was at home and it's kind of like these things dawned on me and I think I needed to just share. I feel did better Did you actually now. watch the race? Yeah. Yeah, I did watch the okay. race. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. Good. <laughs> no, but it's like, uh, you, you know, you, it's like the build up to the race and it's like after the race, it's like the shit I get to see. So it, it just frustrates me sometimes because it's like, and do you know what it is?
3: It's people from the UK. Hmm. Well,
2: but I, I, I you know I'm, I'm British, I, I, but sometimes the stupidity of people just blinds me, absolutely blinds me. But anyway, that's my rant. That's my rant. And that's my uh, little insight about why you should go to a GP before you actually. Uh, make an assumption because I was wrong with Prado, you know. Oh yeah, I that's thought, where you. This is where this all started from. You were exactly wrong with Prado. this. This whole seed of Prado just literally was like onion layers for me because it was like, how wrong can I be? Like seriously, how wrong can I be? And all it is because I haven't got. I haven't got the knowledge. You
3: see, well, but there we go. The knowledge that
1: you are talking about is uh, I spoke to Prado after the race, and he said that he was. He was actually very open and very like upfront about it. So he got, obviously, he missed the last four rounds of MXGP last year with COVID. Like he caught COVID like a normal guy, <laughs> had to sit out with COVID. It's
2: not a thing, though, is it's, uh, it's, it's People are making it up, aren't they? Okay, we're not going to go into that. <laughs> but
1: eight, eight months later, he's still struggling with it. I, like, I see this, I had COVID and I, like, I well, I think, maybe, I, maybe I'm not, but I think that I kind of just had it, got over it, and fine. I believe that's the case. Yeah, my wife. But yeah. you always see this stuff about, like, long COVID and all of that. And I guess that's kind of what Prado's dealing with because he's still got bits of COVID in his lungs. He's struggling to breathe. And yeah, like he's still got bits of COVID in his lungs. So like, there you go. That's, that's the situation. Like, That's impacting his fitness. That's impacting his intensity. That's impacting just about everything. Like he said, um, he said he was sat on a start line at Oss in the first moto. So before he'd even done anything, And he was already out of breath. And then after us, he was like, right, I need to like, this is something is seriously wrong here. So he went and got checks on his heart. He went and got checks on his like full on through the kitchen sink at it to try and figure out what the hell was going on. And
2: yeah, the doctors found um, pieces of COVID in his lungs still. So I've known people who have like like you, uh, Kara, my wife, um, they're very lucky that. I think it was literally on like the eighth day of having COVID when I thought, actually, she's going to have to go into hospital if it gets any worse. The next day, she woke up and she was absolutely fine. So I've kind of seen it, but I've also got friends who have had COVID for four months. Like literally four really? months. <laughs> yeah, where, where basically, obviously, they've, they've got rid of COVID, but it's not out of the system. So for four months, they've had to have off work. They couldn't go back. They couldn't even go like to the gym, run in, nothing. Just literally felt like shit for four months. So um, I didn't want to push Prado too much on it, but he did say, like, he did say something quite interesting.
1: He said, um, "He said I got COVID quite hard last year. It affected my lungs, and I suffered a lot, which made me. I was like Jesus. Like I want. Like how ill were you last year? Like it sounds like he. It sounds like he was very bad. Like at the time, let alone obviously he had to be to still be ill now. Well, not he's not ill now, but you know, still be feeling the effects of it. But yeah, from that, it kind of sounds like." Last year, like when he actually had it and was in the brunt of it, he was actually really suffering. He wasn't just a bit ill. He was like one of the people who he was one of the people who really didn't have a good time with it. So, yeah. But the confusing so the confusing thing here is obviously that doesn't get fixed overnight. And we didn't really, I didn't really get anywhere with like like he said he feels better now after having the checks and everything. I asked him like, has he been given special medicine? Has he been told to take more days off? And he didn't. We didn't really get anywhere like you said he just to that he just said like i did all these tests on my heart and everything and i just wanted to check everything i didn't know what was happening to myself i just knew i couldn't breathe uh, with some doctors i'm just trying to get myself healthy now it's a long process but i feel it day by day that's positive i'm happy that we discovered a problem
2: and are fixing it so like that's good like they're fixing it well maybe but- it's, maybe it's a mental thing as well that like, you know maybe if you're deep down thinking there's something definitely wrong with me that kind of casts out into your mind because maybe he's thinking, I, c- I can't give 100%. My red flag here
1: is we're going into Lommel now. So, like, if if this is still that much of a problem, how the hell does he... Okay, he's a fantastic sand rider and he's got the perfect technique for him, technique for the sand and he just bounces around there like a little gazelle. So that's... <laughs> it's not like he's fighting the bike and like he's not, he's not one of those riders who's just like burying the bike into each berm and using a lot of energy. But... Either way, Lommel's going to sap energy from you. So I'm interested to see what this weekend brings as far as like whether Prado, because Prado is a great sand rider, he should win Lommel. If Hurlings isn't out, if I mean no, if Hurlings is out, Prado would be my he would be my automatic pick to win Lommel. Mm-hmm. So if he goes six six, then you know that's because of the problem because Prado doesn't go six six in the sand. That's just not something that happens. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens to Lommel because I'm not sure. Like, he seemed very happy that he'd found it out, very happy that it was being fixed, very, very positive and all that in that way. But I still don't know what that means for Lommel, the toughest race of the season, also coming off of two weekends back to back now. So, like, we're in the brunt of it. Just uh, intrigued for this weekend, but we'll soon find out. We'll soon find out. But no, he won. So, good job. Like, he got, he really got himself back in the title fight as well. He's up to third in the championship now. 17 points down, I think. So, like, he okay, everything we said about his first four rounds stands, but it's kind of irrelevant now because one round, one good round, and he's back in it. So, happy days.
2: Well, this kind of like, yeah, this is why my rant went on for so long is because at the start of the year, um, he he was a contender when we were doing the 30 30 whatever with with Herlins and stuff like that. Prado's name was mentioned every single time. Now, because of his performances at the start of the year, I kind of wrote him off. And this, that, was, that was based on you know, where I went with my rant because it's like, if you don't notice information, then you just think, ah, oh, okay. But, but now that everything makes sense. So you, um, last week you asked me if Prado
1: still liked me and is that why I didn't interview him or hadn't been able to interview him?
2: Sorry.
1: I was going to say. ATM you, truck.
2: Oh, no. Sorry, yeah. sorry, James. Go on. I was going to say, did you mention to him that he has to stay around for a little bit longer?
1: so I I walked past the KGM truck and I saw him and I went I kind of like gestured to him to come over and like doing like I kind of mouthed to him like interview and he, he shrugged his shoulders and he came over to me and he was like ah didn't come by the first four rounds and now I've won do you want to do an interview? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault. I was like, I've been trying my bloody hardest to find you. It's not my fault. You get off your bike and go straight home. And he was like, ah, bad weekend. I just want to go to my sofa. And I was like, exactly. This is on you. I was like, I'll I was like, remember 2019? Every single week I interviewed you. And he was like, yeah, I was winning. And I was like, I don't care. I'll, I'll much happily talk to you on a shit day.
2: So Obviously all joking. So, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. B- bad race, go back to the sofa.
1: Yeah, but like, so but I was very happy that I managed to interview him because that was a that was kind of a big hole in. Like, if we'd gone another week without discovering this, it kind of would have been
2: like. Yeah, m- I'm like glad good. we so did. I'm glad
1: we got to the bottom of it.
2: Yeah, I'm going to sleep way easier
3: tonight. So, so seventeen points down. That's fine. Like, he's all good. Brilliant. He's back in fight. Nothing to see here.
1: Caroli uh, was second. I feel like we should go to him next. Um, he also actually had some interesting things to say uh, after the race. So he, so he's he's struggling with first motos quite obviously. Like he went six one at uh, Lockett. He went eight one at Oss, and actually the other three, the first three rounds, his first motos weren't that bad. But at the moment, um, the first motos are definitely kind of the black spot on his record. He's, he just says he's struggling to get, like, revved up and get that intensity for the first half of the first moto. Which, I said, well, is that a problem with the one-day format? Like, is that a one-day format thing? Because, like, if, if you had a full Saturday with a qualifying race and everything, would you then feel better for the first moto? And he kind of just went into, no, I don't, like, I don't like the two-day format. I don't like, I prefer the one-day format. I don't like the two-day format. Uh, fuck that, blah, blah, blah. And I was, I was like, well, no, but yeah, okay, you don't like it, but that doesn't really answer the question. Like, is that the
3: reason? Yeah. For your, like, it doesn't matter whether you like it or not. Dude, but is that, is that the reason for your struggles in um,
1: first, first moto? Moment. So maybe that is, maybe that is it, because that would make perfect sense. But it, it is true at the moment. The first motos are not. The thing is, he's not riding bad in the first motos. It is just the first couple of laps of the first moto are letting him down. Like, by the end of the first moto at OSS and at. Um, Check. He was like on it. Like he was faster than cold enough to uh, the guys in front of him in that first moto. He just couldn't do anything because that track was just like a parade.
2: I'm pretty uh, sure I, I, wonder- I could have got a whole shot and just ridden a wide bike. I wonder whether um, some of the riders suffering from arm pump um, are actually being affected by the one day format. Because obviously if you get arm pump on a Saturday, usually the next day you're fine. I wonder if there's any riders which are being affected by that.
1: I haven't heard. I actually haven't heard one me, rider mention arm pump this year, which is weird. Not one person has ever mentioned arm Pump I mean, wow! Season. It's
3: like it's like it's disappeared from the planet. Maybe COVID killed it. But point stands. Coroli is still fine.
1: He's still good. He's still for Coroli to win a moto at Lockett is actually quite big because that is his that and Russia are kind of his um bogey boo tracks. Yeah. yeah. I was going into Lockett thinking, okay, how many points is Crowley going to lose today? So, okay, he's 11 down now. If he can make use of Lommel and Latvia, as he should as a known sand guy, and I don't think any... On paper, Crowley is a better sand rider than Geyser. Like, that's... I don't think there's any debate there. If he can make use of the next two weeks, then he could have the red plate here shortly, which definitely be exciting and interesting. But, um, time will tell. Although, I say Crowley's a stamp it better sand rider than geyser but he did say again like he only uh before he would spend six months of a year in lommel nowadays he spends one or two months and that does his technique in the sand does suffer because of that because you have to ride it every day to kind of have the muscle memory of riding in a deep sand yeah. so that's an interesting one to watch this weekend as well whether he comes out as the sand crowley or he struggles a little bit and maybe Maybe that's it. Maybe the first moto is a bit bad for him this weekend again because he's getting into the normal flow and then by the time the second moto starts, that muscle memory's kicked in and he's like, okay, yeah, yeah I've
2: got this. Wouldn't it surprise, wouldn't it surprise me to see Crody go 4-1 again this weekend or 5-1 or something? Something to think about for the, uh, the MX manager enthusiasts out there. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that. Yeah, no, no, we, we do. Not later, we do need to talk uh, about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. Um, no, but it's, it's a good point. If, if you're going to choose in your, in your in your team then there's a good chance that you might go, you know, like you say, four, four, five, one. We also need to discuss how I almost got mugged in Czech. I was I was victim. But can we do that now? Let's yeah, add a bit I'd of right? humor to the show, yeah. So, you know, I've kind of like started off on a rant, so let's add a bit of humor. So, you messaged me and said... Just been mugged. Just, my life just flashed
1: before my eyes.
2: No, no, no. It's even funnier than that. So, uh, you said, uh, funny thing... Uh, I think I might have just been mugged, but I'm not sure <laughs> I wasn't sure <laughs> <laughs> when i when I seen that it was like a little bit of panic and then just a lot of laughing
1: no so so we've obviously got like we're obviously driving around with a lot of like equipment, camera equipment, laptops blah 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 so obviously a lot of, lot of money that you'd want to protect so whenever we stop whenever we have for stuff in the car, like one person waits in the car while the other two go in the shop
2: and then the, like, and then the other person goes in the shop when someone returns you know like set up like that so the other two we, went in uh, at, at, we, and for those that have only really just listened to the podcast it's because we've had uh, 50 grand's worth of stuff stolen before
1: yeah we used to be too trusting we used to think there were only good people in the world but turns out it's not so I waited in the car at a Czech supermarket before going to the track on Friday and I was just sat there jamming listening to my music loving life fucking living the dream
2: jamming I'm a Barbie um, doll <laughs>
1: And then out of nowhere, this bloke, this Czech bloke comes flying up to my car window, like my driver's window, very like hastily and like knocked on the window and started like aggressively, like minorly, like very assertively, that's being the right word, assertively telling me something in Czech. And I was like, um, uh, anglais, anglais? Like I didn't know English, no. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> So he was, he was like blah 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 blah. And I was like, oh, I, mean, I don't really, I don't understand, mate. English, English. And then he went, he went to open my car door. Like he pulled my car door, and I slammed it shut and locked the door because I was like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, yeah, I'm all for having a chat. I don't see how you opening my car door comes into the factors into this conversation. <laughs> so I, I slammed it shut and locked the door and continued to just look at him and go, English, English and um and then he took his backpack off his back unzipped it and then like playing a game of charades like kept pretending to empty his bag pointing at me and then putting the stuff in back in the bag pretending to empty the bag pointing at me and at the time i was just like i literally like mate i I, i'm not in the mood to play charades and i'm not good at it even at the best of times i've got no i've got no clue what you're trying to tell me like english english So he just did that for ages and like very like assertively aggressive and then uh, in the end I was like I don't know what's going on so I just looked forward I just looked forward (laughs) I just I I, I just gave up so I just I just stared into space stared forward (laughs) and acted like I could no longer basically acted like I could no longer see him (laughs) basically acted like he was now invisible. Uh, At what
2: point did he go away?
1: Uh, After two three minutes of me just staring into space I couldn't really like out of the corner of my eye I could just see him like gesturing and like trying to get my attention and I just like kind of So then, after he walked off, I I watched him walk off actually because I was like, "What the fuck?" So I watched him walk off, and he went and met another guy who looked just as dodgy at the back of the car park, and I was like, "Hmm, what are they? What are them two trying to run here?" So then I I didn't really think my job it to be honest, and then I went in the supermarket, which is having a little stroll, loving like little blah blah, da 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 da, loving life, and then I was like, "Hang on."
3: Was he gesturing for me to empty my bags and put them in his bag? And then I was like, hang on. Was he trying to mug me?
2: Well, this is going to be your big... I wanted to leave it to the end of the show, but I've tracked him down. His name was Dimitri.
1: Have you got him here today?
2: (laughs) Yes, I've got him in the studio. No, I spoke to him. His name was Dimitri. And uh, basically, he didn't want the equipment. He wanted you. So he's a big fan. Loves the show. Um, he just wanted you to autograph his bag. I was thinking about it as I was walking around
1: the supermarket. I, and then once I, once I was like, hang on, was he signaling for me to empty my bags and put them in his bag? I was like, well, that would make sense. Why he aggressively open my car door? And I was like, well, what else would he have been signaling? And I was like, oh my God, he might, like he was probably trying to mug me, but it just got lost in translation. And I was like, well, thank God it got lost in translation. Because if it come up to me in English and went, I'm here to
2: mug you, I would have probably just rolled on my back and gone, okay. Rolled on my back. I've taught you, haven't I? So, when you see a bear, what do you do? I would have just literally, if it, like, if it come up to me in English,
1: if it come up to me in English and went, I'm here to mug you, I literally would have just gone, okay, I don't want want anything
2: to do with this. (laughs) Lewis's survival skills, everybody, is if he gets mugged, I've told him to lie on the floor.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it got, because it got lost in translation, I just didn't have a clue. And I think that was what happened. So, shaken up. Very um, very, um, very fragile still.
2: And uh, what you did know. your colleagues do when they returned to the car? They said that I was bullshitting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, like, genuinely, this all happened. Because like, I, well, I left the car to go in the supermarket and I said, lock the doors because something's going on and I don't know what. And they were like, oh, it'll be fine. I was like, no, I, I, you're lucky I'm here today. <laughs>
3: Like, imagine right now, I could be on the side of a milk carton. Um, yeah. And then, and then I'll be hosting
1: the show. with By yourself, although that was pretty much what you did for the first 10 minutes of the show.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm back. Uh, so, yeah, just very. I'm trying my best to get over that traumatic experience.
2: Amazing. Amazing. It could only happen to you.
1: I just don't really understand. I still don't really understand. Like, there's nothing else he could have wanted from me. Maybe you. That's what I was saying. Dimitri wanted you. Yeah, but it's fine. It's, it's fine. If he wants to, if he wants to mug me, then he's, he's, it's his right as a human on this planet, he can do what he likes to do.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. But, uh,
3: <laughs>
2: we'll just swiftly move on. <laughs> so, Crowley. Uh,
1: yeah, no. Um, yeah, so Crowley has an interesting thing to say about tracks so, that so you go past pit lane, drop down, yep. you turn right, you drop down, you do a 180 effectively, and you come back up towards pit lane over that little step up. Yep. They'd made it so it was kind of like a split section. I can't even really remember now, but like one side was had a higher takeoff or a lower takeoff or something like that. And that was the one before, it was just one takeoff. And that was the one place where everyone would pass because someone would land, immediately square it off, and then run it up the inside in the next corner. But by make, changing the jump to this that was no longer possible. They kind of eliminated that option for passing. So I said this to Crowley. I was like, oh yeah, like what? Like this track's always been hard to pass on, but they're making weird decisions which are making it even worse. And he agreed and was like, blah, blah, blah. And then he said that um, they need a former rider to be here advising on the track and all of that sort of stuff. And I said, well, what about Rui? Like Rui did that for two years. And he said that Rui, uh, Goncarvez, he was like the track, what would you call him? The track Ambassador. <laughs> well,
2: he's right we went when to every when, GP. Winnie when like a advised,
1: rider, rider, rider liaison. Well. Yeah, that's the word, rider liaison. So I said to him like, "What about Rui?" And he said that Rui had the power to tell them what to grade and what to water on race day, but didn't have the power to like tell them, "Don't put a jump there, put a jump there, change that jump." I like, didn't have that sort of power. And then okay. he dropped. Gonçalves is working with him. Gonçalves is on Karoli's payroll. What? Yeah, Goncalves is um helping him with training and lines on weekend. And to be fair, I'd seen Goncalves in matter no, uh, no, in Majora and Oss wearing a racer t-shirt, and I was like, hmm, you look very crowley up. And I was like, maybe he's just a fan, but no. <laughs> it turns out why? Uh, yeah, he's uh he's fully like involved in Crowley's program this year, training lines. Wow. that spotter. That's kind
2: of how have you not hit that bombshell? But. Well, I don't know. That it is Planet can... Motor Bombshell of the week, isn't it?
1: Uh, no, I think, we'll, I think we'll just see what happens. What? We'll see what happens. We'll Jesus. Move on. We'll, we'll hit it when it's time. Um, that's huge news. Is it? I don't think it
3: was that big. I think it is. What? Oh. But, Hank, what's Coroni? 34?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. Well, he's got a few world titles to his name. He would. I just find the whole f- no, the concept you interesting. Had, you had a go at me
1: about this last year because there was someone training, Vladimir was getting trained by someone and I said the same thing. I was like, well, Vladimir was always a better rider than him. So how can like... Yeah.
2: You, and I got in trouble that and you had a go at me and said, oh, that's a stupid opinion. So, but it's a stupid opinion because obviously uh, you haven't got to win a world title to... Look, look at a ma- football manager. A football manager has got me. to be a great player um, to be a really good manager. So, Yeah. That's just how shit works. People see things differently. But I just think that's, um, yeah, like, I want to know more. I kind of want to know how this happened. Well, they're they're good friends.
1: They're really good friends anyway. Like this isn't a, this isn't a, I wonder what that Rui guy's up to. Like, Rui and Crowley have always been really good friends. So it's kind of a friend, helping a friend. Right, okay.
2: But no, it's interesting. Weird that
1: Crowley didn't ask Tommy. Yeah. In, a, in the spirit of a friend helping a friend?
2: Maybe he just thinks Tommy's too busy with vlogging stuff. Can you imagine? I'd actually love for Tommy to be at the GP's. A <laughs> that, that would time. be hilarious. Like, Can you imagine? I, like if, you, if you
1: could just mic him up like, and just say everything's oh. shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, Tony, uh, that was shit. Uh, I probably would have done that.
1: Yeah, all the lines are shit. Just pick one. It's fucking, there's, no, there's nothing good out <laughs> just there. Just
2: go for it, for fuck's sake.
1: Just pull it, oh yeah, what pull line, what line do you? What line do you reckon I should take? Take around uh, this turn at Lomol this weekend, and the one straight back to the paddock. Waste of time coming in.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the, the Coroli thing's interesting. It's going to be interesting to watch him uh, evolve throughout the seasons. See if he can get that tenth world championship. I'm just going to double check this quick because I don't want
1: to speak out of turn. Because I was told not to tell anyone this. I believe, like I believe it's now. Um, public knowledge. Yes, so two weeks before Russia, three weeks before, three weeks, let's say, no, probably a bit more than that. Uh, Let's say three to four weeks before Russia, Sewer tested positive for COVID and he told me not to tell anyone, but now he's blurted it out, it seems, because on mxgp.com, he says, the start of my season wasn't at all what I expected just before we started. I was in good shape and stuff, but I tested positive for COVID. So I can now say this, like all this stuff, where it's been like, oh, slow start. Like, oh, what's going on? Like all of these interviews I've done with him, he's had COVID, he had COVID just for the season, so he's another one. Uh, but Dude. I don't think he's had. A, I don't think he's had long. He's not. I don't think he's really like dealing with effects from it. Like um, Prado, more so just the fitness that he lost and the, like that sort of stuff, that sort of yeah. side of it. But that's why he had a slow start to the season, and obviously he's really come around now. He was really good at Os, and really, really good at. Uh, Lock it. I would even say that he should have won that second moto. I think yeah. he was the fastest rider. But yeah, it's, it's Lock it, so you just parade your way around there. So he's going to be really good moving forward, and actually, you can expect him to just keep on climbing up the championship. He's up to fifth now already. So the sewer din- dynasty is um, Back on coming track. true. Slow yeah. start. Starting to already claw his way up. Claw it, and yep. he's actually... Only twenty three points down on Fevre in fourth, and twenty six down on Prado in third. So yep. it's all coming around for sewer. And Coldnoff was also Coldnoff um, was also good. Four four, steady, consistent. Still a bit beat up after his um, Oss crash. So I don't think he really had the highest hopes
2: in the world. Uh, uh, he's he's really impressed me this year. I know he had a bit of a slow start, but I'm really liking what I see. I think he's, he's just going to get better each week. Does he win a GP this year? I think he does. I think he's shown enough. Definitely think he's shown enough. I mean, he's had two seconds so far. So it's not, it's not out of the realm, is it? It's, yeah, I, but I can two him...
1: seconds in a moto is quite different to two seconds in
2: a GP. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah I genuinely think he'll, he'll take a GP win this, this year. 100%.
3: Time will tell.
1: Time yeah. will tell.
2: No, I think he will. I think he will. Um, things are just... It's amazing that one week and things look a little bit different. It's, I mean, that's just... You know, it's a testament to the actual um, MXGP class. Oh, well, thank God change. they do.
1: Because if guys who had gone 1-1 at Lockheed, I would be basically checking out.
3: Well, we,
2: we... Can we talk about that now? Because that was my other thing. What? Like, you go again. You just... Run off and do your thing. Well, no, it's we we've kind of been calling it since since the start of of the, the year. It's like every rider has their little thing, and, and we've seen guys that get away with these things like time and time again, and that one just caught him out um, the weekend, and, and, and we've seen it. You know, I think he got up in what's so at twenty third, twenty fourth, or something like that. Other than that, was it? Any... Well, I, well, I guess he got up in that, but then he went into pit lane. Yeah, um, so and he worked his way back. So fair play for. Cl- clawing back the points but again it just goes to show you know one mistake and you know everybody's back in the hunt and, and it did make me laugh because on the TV <laughs> like Jeffrey Hurlins was obviously watching and you could imagine him thinking oh here we go that's exactly what I need because that helped out Hurlins massively
1: the thing is guys have still got off with that very well oh like, absolutely he, he was on up. his feet before he'd even finished crashing it's like he's a gymnast it's, I've, I've never known anything like it. Like, shouldn't he be in Tokyo right now? Yeah, exactly. He'd gold for the vault. I can't imagine that um, Slovenia have many much luck in the
2: Olympics, so maybe they should get Geyser in there. You just want to see him in a leotard. Uh, no, I do not. But, no, he got away like that. Like, you've got to be honest, if anyone,
1: if Crowley, Erlins, like, they probably would have snapped in half with that crash.
2: Yeah, oh, I'd snap in half. It's just Geyser seems like I don't know what it is. I don't (gasps) know what it is. I would still be led on the track right now. Geyser just has this thing. It'd be like Peter Griffin from Family Guy going, ow, ow.
1: Geyser just has this thing where it just works for him. Like just, I don't know. I guess learning to, uh, being able to crash is an actual skill. And Geyser has that. Yeah. I guess it, like that is staying healthy is a skill. Being able to crash the correct way is a skill. I mean, that's definitely not the correct way. He basically just twirled his way through the air, but it worked. So maybe it is the correct way.
2: I I, I kind of expected people like putting those uh, like up with the, the numbers on, like nine point nine for for dismount. So
1: little head nod to Van Horbick, He did really well, uh, seven nine on a beater. So that beater is clearly going quite well. Yeah, Ben Watson... Have the wheels fallen off? What happened? Okay, well, this is interesting. Tell me your opinion on Ben Watson, like his ride at Lockett. Well, I was going to say arm pump because uh, he was like, riding. No, yeah, but don't don't give me like your re- like don't get me don't give me like an excuse. Just like honestly, what did you think of how Ben did at Lockett and rate it out of ten?
2: Um, well, I need to put some some um, meat on the bones here. I can't just give you a, a, a one-word answer. He started up front, and then he faded back. For, I think, was, it, was he in third and faded back to 11th?
3: Uh, yes, sir.
2: Yep. Yeah. But then you look at the people who are in front of him.
3: Um, I was a bit...
2: If anything, I, I would have thought maybe... He had Lupin he had the you know, could have dealt with Lupino and Jacoby. But what happened? I don't know what happened.
3: No, nothing happened, but I was saying this in a way that so you think that? I think it was bloody good. Really? Yeah. Lock it if you can, if you put Lockett in the same category as Russia, which I think you have to Okay, we know this isn't
1: like the best track for Ben. This isn't uh, going to like, this isn't where he's going to light the world on fire. So, for him to start third in that first moto and go with Geyser for a couple of laps, like he was dropping cold Enough. I saw it in my own eyes. I don't know how much I showed it on TV. He was dropping, like,
2: he was going with Prado and Geyser. Yeah, but that, that, that's what, what I was so surprised because he had the speed. But this is, that's enough. For, I'm like, uh, it, that,
1: seeing that, I, in my head, I'm like, "That's a good day." Fuck, like Jesus, fuck me. That's good. That's
2: positive. Like, so you, so you're saying that my expectations are now blurred because of um, his performances this year?
1: No, no, not no, 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 nothing like that. I'm like, obviously, a better end result would have been great, but I feel like he showed something at Lockett which has just cast positivity over my brain.
2: Well, I, I think I think what's happened now is Ben's start to the year shows he's a solid top ten guy. When he's not, not, more than that, he's a top seven guy. Sure, but when he's not in a top 10, it's now, see, it's, this is how quickly your, your perceptions change because now when he's not in a top 10, you instantly think something's wrong. Uh, like I instantly thought, arm pump to go from third to 11th to, to and get picked by Jacoby at the last couple of laps, it was, um, uh, I was thinking arm pump, 100%. He
1: just, he just lost his rhythm uh, and then things like, things just started happening real quick. Got like Fevro and Coldenoff. Just things started happening real quick. But my point being,
2: I'm like that on a night out. To be honest,
1: I said this to him. I said this to him afterwards. I was like, "What would a team like? Would a team like well, kind of like the mega New scenario? I was like, were the team, uh, like a bit disappointed that you went back to eleventh. Or were they happy because they saw something? And if I remember right, he said they were happy because they saw something. And that's it. I said to him, "Glenn and Jeremy are paid to win. You're paid to prove that you can win in two years' time."
3: And I think he did that a locket. Uh
2: I see where you're going. Like we can work with speed. I, I see where you're going. You're, you're, you're trying to rally this bus. Okay. Did no? Did forward. you watch? Did you watch Washougal? Had a little puncture. Did um, you watch Washougal? Uh Yes. Yeah, I did. Uh, okay. Similar. Similarly, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you love that word, don't you? I can't do it. <laughs> similarly, <laughs> <laughs> what are you cooking? <laughs> Something simmering in there. Mumford in the
3: first moto, whole shot led a little bit. Yep. Are you kind? Are you thinking there? Like, oh,
1: look, he's got like he can, he can run up, run. He's got something. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, there you go. That's a similar situation with Ben. He's a rookie.
2: I mean, but, Mumford's not a rookie, but, but same like early the in di- career. The difference is, is we haven't seen Mumford put in um, like every like apart from Russia entering the top ten. And, and, and was fifth, in Russia and fifth overall. No, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. You're trying you to defend the in Watson. Russia. You're trying to defend the Watson wagon, and you've just literally given an analogy, and it's wrong.
1: No, this is I see. This is what I didn't want us to come across as. This isn't a Ben thing. This isn't a Watson wagon thing. Are you sure? This is a. I was there, and I saw it with my own eyes. Like I saw. Like he was pushing. He was pulling away from Koldunov. Koldunov did great. Koldunov rode amazing. But in those first couple of laps, Ben was pulling away from him. And that is that is something for the future. Like, that is like, okay, clearly you can go with these guys. So next time, let's go with these guys for 20 minutes or 15 minutes. Because it's building blocks. At the end of the day, he is a rookie. So it is building blocks. Like, it is
2: step by step. We'll get there. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm pulling you blunker. Um, I agree. It's. Um... For, what? <laughs> Yeah, to, to a certain extent, I agree. Well, thank you for wasting everyone's time. Oh, no, I've got to be here to uh, give both sides of the story. But, you know, m- my perception now is that um, when Ben does drop from third to 11th, I'm disappointed because um, he's clearly shown that he can ride, like you say, top seven. He's already showed that he can ride in the top five. How do you feel about your £50 bet that he doesn't get on the podium this year? I st- I'm, st- I'm still... Uh, not uh, do you know what I hope you proves me wrong I hope I give you 50 quid because what a thing to see What a thing to see <laughs> exactly I was there when he went his first, got his first GP win I'd like to be there hopefully when he gets a, a podium but it won't be in Longwood this weekend because I'm not going
1: oh yeah you're not coming because instead of spectating motorcycles you were going to go and spectate two people getting married
2: yes yes it's my uh, godson who's also does motocross uh, he's getting married so I am going there but he's he's getting married in uh he lives in wells uh over the bridge uh they're all welsh so um it's right on the west side uh so it's like a 5 hour journey cuz it's like right up in the mountains and miles away so yeah there we go well, uh, so that's why i drank a glass last. on yeah that's why i drank last night so um i get myself you know cuz they like to drink and stuff so um what did your
1: me. um what did you what what do you do? What do you do for him as a godfather?
2: No, look out for him. I actually took him to uh, when he was eighteen. Uh, his present was to go to the uh, Denver Motocross of Nations, uh, and I got him. Uh, well, I didn't get him, but um, basically, I managed to get some uh, tickets for uh, Red Bull VIP, um, and I took him for the whole weekend. And we got to hang out with basketball players in Shilla. In and, uh, we didn't know who they were, but they told us they were basketball players. they were really tall, and. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, so, um, Well, that is an acceptable...
1: That is acceptable.
2: Yeah, so we uh, yeah we went there at 18. I still owe him... Uh, on his 21st, I did say 21st, we're going to Vegas. And I still owe him that one. So I, I, we talked about it the other day, and I said, when, once the rule goes back to uh, normality and the borders open up, I will be taking you to Vegas to get drunk.
1: So, Simpson, 7th in the second moto, that's all good. That's not good to see. Good to see Simpson back up front. Um. He obviously did that
2: with a fourth
1: and a second moto at Volcanswald last year, so it's not been too long since he's been like up at the sharp end, but especially when you count the amount of races he's missed with injury, he's actually only been like six races where he hasn't been in the sharp end, but um, he's been making steady little progress uh, a lot over the last couple of weeks, so yeah, yeah. good to see, um, and also phone calls have started about the British Motocross of Nations team, a lot of, a lot, uh, 50% of riders have been contacted, Simpson is not one of those, so, weird well, I don't know if all the phone calls have been done yet, but I said to Ben, like, oh, anything happening with the nations? And he went, yeah, I've had a phone call this week. So then I said to Simpson, oh, I hear that phone calls have started happening with the nations. Have you heard anything? And he went, nope, I've not had a phone call. And I was like, awkward. well, this is awkward, isn't it?
2: <laughs> Lewis strikes again. So, well, I don't know where we go from here with this plus, conversation. Plus, all the other writers like listen to this again. I had a fucking phone call.
1: Well, then I messaged Max and said, bloody... And said, oh, yeah, um... Yeah, uh, Nations calls are started. And he went, I ain't had a phone call. And I said, well, (laughs) I don't... I'm sorry, everyone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're the gift that keeps giving. (laughs) So I'm sorry, like, I... Like, I just... I don't know. Any other countries you want to piss off?
1: Um, well, uh, we'll get to it, I guess. But the Netherlands need an MX2 rider. Uh, Jonas is working on his starts this week. He said something specifically of what he was going to do to fix his starts with his bike set up but I cannot remember what he said so <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: great work
1: something he's going to do
3: something clutch with and the metal grate or something I can't remember the grate the metal grate all else, all I can say is go and listen to a
1: Fly Racing post-race podcast they are also presented by the Fly Formula Helmet and they are on the same feed on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as this show so Go and listen to that to find out what Jonas is doing with his starts this week. And also, actually, in more awkwardness... <laughs> what, more?
2: You've been mugged. You've, no. you've destroyed everybody's... Uh, across the nations. Uh, yeah, but carry on. He said something to me about
1: bad luck and how he seems to be having bad luck at the moment. And I went to him. You know what? You've kind of had bad luck since your, the second half of your final year in MX2. Like, you've kind of just had bad luck non-stop since then. And he just looked at me like, "Yeah, I guess." And I was like, "Oh," and I was like, "Oh, that's a terrible question." I've just basically told you that life just keeps hitting you in the balls. But yeah, I've made, that also made me feel awkward. Uh, Lorenzo Lucchesi is doing really good. Like, he's what actually really. What the hell? What the hell's going on there? Yeah, but this isn't that much of a surprise because he's always been a good outdoor rider in America. I feel so. I feel like this isn't that much of a surprise. Maybe he's better than that. Maybe he's even better than I thought. But he should be a points guy. Like he should
2: be a sixteenth, seventeenth guy all the time. Yeah, but he'd done really well the weekend. Team's home GP as well. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be pleased. That, that was the same team as what road rode for, hey? Yeah. Butron,
1: Jacob, Terrasak, etc. Uh, also, using fly racing gear and the Formula helmet uh, is
2: Lorenzo DiCercio. Really impressive his ride. Um, was it a second? Was it a second one? No, first, first, first race one. Was it a 12 he got?
1: Vlandering crashed uh, in the second moto, couldn't continue because his bike was too bent up, but he's all fine. Olsen pulled out of the first moto because he had a back wheel problem. I think his back wheel was buckled or something.
2: Yeah, okay. I, I saw. I watched Vander's crash. That was a, a biggie. He, knew he, was look, he was looking really good as well. I can't remember he was just about to overtake when he, when he crashed, but um, yeah, he was looking good. It was a real shame. I am presenting three doors in front of you.
3: Okay. Door to the left. Door number one is... Uh, Satisfied Door number two Has Meh Written on it And door number three Has Panic Written on it Who's this for? What door are you going through What door Are you going through Based on your thoughts on Thomas Olsen?
2: Well Am I going to give you a real shit door And then you're going to tell me Ah that's because I spoke to him. And, no, 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 no. Oh, this, this is, is just, a genuine question. Well, I've got to be honest. I'm a little bit worried. And so Are anyway, you entering
1: the panic room?
2: Not quite. But oh, it, oh, I, I uh, it was so bad that I wondered if he actually did. Was he there the weekend? Okay, that's okay. That's a bit far. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's not obviously gone right. But that the second the second moto was his best point score and finish for you know since Russia
3: wait was it yeah wait hold on hold on well he, he, he
1: raced oh two. bloody
2: hell okay well I'm going in the panic room
1: then I didn't realise so he hasn't been in the top 10 since Russia in a moto that's yeah. panic room that's
3: I'm, I'm gonna go in the panic room I'm in the panic room but Russia was great what, what's
2: happened I don't know you and need you to could, find us out you're a journalist yeah, what well, not that? This I'm is just, like yeah. this is like Prado happening all over again. Well maybe this is Maybe he's maybe. got COVID. Well, he maybe he's had COVID. Race.
1: Um okay, I'll I'll see what that'll be my new thing for this weekend. But he doesn't really give much away in interviews. But I don't know, yeah, like it's just been a bit meh but like there's been nothing. There's like what we were saying then with Ben and his like, okay, the result maybe wasn't great, but he showed something. I feel like since Russia well, he hasn't I have barely noticed Olsen. Like he hasn't showed something. Like we we I I think most people expected Olsen to be as good as Ben, if not better. And he's certain, Like Ben is far and away clearly the best rookie right now. Clearly, no doubt about it, I won't even entertain an argument.
2: Yeah, well, there's eight, 18 points separate them at the moment. So, I'm
1: surprised it's not more than that, but then I guess that comes down to Olsen being really good at Russia and Ben only scoring one point.
2: Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, if, if, if Russia had been a little bit different, I think it probably would be double the points. But um, definitely a conversation that you need to have. Okay, I'll add that to my list. Please. But yeah, no, just like, it's not going... I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking yet. I'm just in the middle door. It's just nothing's really happening. No, Lommel's going to be a good... Uh, give, give us a good idea about if there is something wrong. Well, Oss wasn't good for him. Well, let's... He let's... Just, he's just kind of out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm banking on Lommel. If he banks his back at Lommel, then it's all good. If he doesn't banks back at Lommel... Then you need to sort your shit out and find out what the fuck's going on.
1: Sterry uh, rode, rode the final two laps of Moto One without a seat. He was sat on the ECU. So oh, okay. he never wants to experience that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, because he crashed, not because his seat fell off, because he crashed and did some damage to the motorcycle.
2: Yeah.
1: Alberto Ferrato got points. Steve Get it, Albie. Very happy about that.
2: Get it, Albie.
1: Mathis texts me saying 14th, by the way, suck it.
2: So suck it, that's... yeah, absolutely. Big out. I'm not fan. impressed
1: at all, still. I, I don't know why they've moved him into MXGP. I do not understand. What did they like what did they what what was what did they think was gonna happen? Him going MXGP and finish fourth.
3: He, in MX2 he could be top ten every week, but instead he's in MXGP riding around in 23rd. Well, he's happy. He's always it's always. I don't think it's not a good look. Okay. I think you're a little bit harsh. Well, Bogers was 23rd. He was riding a bike from the future today. Uh, Hang on. I, I tweeted
1: that and no one fucking like, no one got onto it. And I was like, how has no one like jumped on that? He was riding a bike from the future today.
2: So basically what he's riding a 2023 KTM or something. That is correct. Oh, wow. That's what I heard anyway, but from a pretty good source. Well, it looks like it wasn't doing very well. Bike from the future today. A lot of work needed.
1: Yeah, uh, well, at least the internals on that were a 2023 KTM or gas, gas, whatever your preference. Stribos, speaking of ECUs, so he's using a Get and ECU, and Vlando and Vandonic are using a stock ECU. Did he, is he not shared that yet? <laughs> No, I interviewed Strybos. I finally got him. I thought that was another. Him and Prado were kind of on my list as like bloody. Oh, I need to bloody nail these people down. I asked Strybos for the. I said, "You are closer to Suzuki than anyone else, like in motocross. Well, in MXGP, I guess because obviously Max is quite close to Suzuki. He sat on one. Um, <laughs> in MXGP, uh, Strybos. I said, Strybos, you're the closest to, anyone, uh, to, to Suzuki Out of anyone. You're the best person to ask this. Not to one hundred percent on that scale. What are the chances that Suzuki come back with an MXGP team? Guess what he said. Uh, zero. No, he said ten percent. Oh, and I said oh, that was. I went well. That's better than I thought. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I think he basically wanted to say zero percent, but he didn't want to be. He didn't want to rule it out completely. But yeah, like there's no. Wow. You'll see triumph before you see Suzuki. Holy shit. Strybos said they're not going to do anything until they have a new bike and that's not going to be for a couple of years. And when they get a new bike, who knows, maybe they'll do a new bike and go, eh, nah. I'd imagine it's not a sure thing. It would still have to be like a, the shoe would have to fit still. Because like, don't forget, Strybos was on a Suzuki last year. They didn't even want to give him free bikes for this year. Strybos was going to do his own team with a Suzuki. They didn't even want to give him a free bike. They were like, nah. Thanks for, your, thanks for your service. All they care about is electric scooters. That's all Suzuki care about. Electric scooters, electric scooters, electric scooters. That is the future in their mind. Uh, Brennan Donick crashed hard at Os, uh, landed on a takeoff of a jump back first. Tried to ride a Lockett, couldn't do it, was in too much pain, and probably isn't going to ride this weekend, I'd say. Strangest thing is that he crashed in that first moto at Lockett, came back, finished ninth in the second moto at Os, and then couldn't ride Lockett. Like, it's getting worse somehow. But I don't really understand how that kind of figures out, but that's how it figures out.
3: Right, MXGP, anything else you want on your mind? Um, mm, uh, No,
2: I think you've ticked off uh, everything. Obviously, Jonas. uh, Did you speak about Jonas? Yeah, we spoke about Jonas. Okay, yeah, now we're all good.
3: Okay, well, I think then that has been part one
1: of the MX Fly show episode number 78 presented by fly racing, the formula helmet and the all new 2022 line with something for everyone really is something for everyone. Fly racing offer just about everything your heart could desire. And also not only product wise, but also style wise, whether you want clean or jazzy or whatever you want, there's something for everyone at fly racing. And also fly racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with a formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. And just remember to check out the Fly Racing 2022 line. You can do that by just heading to flyracing.com and there you will find everything you could want from moto to street to snow to MTB to BMX. like Just whatever you want. Fly Racing does it all. And obviously, not only is there a Formula Helmet, there's a Formula CC and now there's a Formula CP as well. So, the Formula Helmet is... There are many options with even the Formula Helmet. I cannot even express everything Fly Racing do exceptionally well And also thanks as always to Fly Racing of course Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes MXGPTV, Backyard Design UK Asterix Knee Braces, Armour Nutrition and Blenzel Oils. We'll be back in five Minutes. You
0: are listening To the MX Vice Show
1: Known for producing the world's Most effective neck braces Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders From head to toe No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com.
2: Prox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state of the art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence, why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to
0: pro-x.com now to learn more. Evenstrokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com.
1: Liat, protecting riders from head to toe check out liat.com for more
2: fly racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the formula helmet tested on the most advanced equipment in the world the formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon Technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice M- Show.
1: Welcome back to episode 78 of the MX Vice Show podcast. This is part... Two As always, thanks to Fly Racing, Hitachi KTM, fueled by Milwaukee, were using their gear, their Formula Helmet, and more at Locket over the weekend, as they are all season. So was Lorenzo Lucurcio en route to a career-best MXGP result. Uh, Liat, you'll find FNH Kawasaki in Liat boots and Liat gear. And also the TBS Conversions KTM team, uh, Rick Elzinger, he won the previous EMX 250 round at OSS, used Liat head-to-toe. So that's helmet, that's goggles, that's gear, that's boots. Literally, head to toe. And also, don't forget that Liat do some pretty darn good knee braces that are available now. Planet Motor Holidays, get to Spain, go to Spain. Why wouldn't you want to go to Spain? Prox Racing Pass, you want to be factory, but you're not factory? Choose Prox. Technical Touch, KYB, factory suspension on your bike, no matter your level or your country or your place of residency. Even Strokes, support James. Just support James. Bless James. Just do that. MXGP TV, you'll use that to watch a lot more this weekend. Backyard Design UK, Tommy Sell. Just Tommy Sell, who won the MX Nationals at the weekend. So, look at him go. Asterix Knee Braces, Tim Geiser uses those, and they saved his knees as he twirled through the air in Czech Republic. Armour Nutrition, Conrad Muse uses that when you talk about Conrad Muse. And Blenzel Oils, who are making a big old push in their return or resurgence in motocross. This is part two, and it is presented by... Technical Touch. With an air oil separated closed cartridge design that is well known in the MX world, the KYB factory kit suspension from our friends at Technical Touch was perfected on one of the toughest tracks in the MXGP series. You too can experience the best in suspension, like Jeremy Sewer and Ben Watson and close to home too. Visit technical-touch.com slash KYB-authorized with a Z dealer to find an authorized KYB by Technical Touch dealer in your country. Take your ride to the next level. And, uh, do that there's visit, visit that link and just have a little look at what you can get for your bike in your country because you t- you uh, like this is no joke you can get KYB factory suspension for your bike and at a bloody amazing price as well so visit that link check out what's close to you because they're the authorized dealers are pretty well spread out across uh, across Europe and the globe so it will probably be a lot of a much I'd imagine it will shock a lot of you how easy and Cheap it is to get that for your bike. So visit that link. That's technical-touch.com slash KYB-authorized with a Z-dealer. Hi, James. Hi, Lewis. So, MX2. Uh, I think I'm finally ready to announce that Tom Vial will not be your MX2 world champion.
3: Really? I, I mean, we, we didn't really, we couldn't really take another DNF. Oh. Okay. Like,
1: that was kind of like we were already teetering on the edge and that's kind of like not so, 107
2: helped. points you still feel he can't do that
1: 107 points is that what he's down
2: yeah
3: how funny because leaving Lockett in 2007 Josh Coppins was 107 points ahead
2: wow look because at, that was the you time like, remembering Josh Coppins
3: no, but that was the time he left. Lockett 107 points ahead, but with an injured
1: shoulder, and that was the lead that he needed to protect. This time, Tom Viau is leaving Lockett with 107 points, dang deficit. But instead of protecting the lead with an injury, he is now chasing that lead after an injury. And it's funny how it well works.
2: Yeah, there we go. Yes, yeah, so 107 points. You still don't feel he can pull back 107 points?
1: No, I mean maybe. I, I just feel like I need to. I need. I'm really struggling to say the words that Tom VL won't be your MX2 world champion because it makes so much sense. But I feel like I do need to try and come to terms with that and move on because I'm, I, to be honest, I'm still struggling to come to terms with it and I want to stamp him as a favourite. But if he'd, if he'd like obviously, he was second in the first moto and looked great. If he'd done that in the second moto, then bloody hell, I would be, I would be getting a championship banner ready as we speak.
2: Yeah, I'm still, I'm still going to say he's going to find himself in the hunt.
3: We'll just one more
2: tell, right? Literally, that, that top five, um, the weekend was separated by something like 10 seconds. Like at the end, it's, it's ridiculous that they're all going to take points off each other. It's going to be very hard for, for someone to show dominance within that, within that group of riders. That's, that's why I believe Viau has still got a chance because it's not like, like Renault's just going to go one, 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 one for the next, you know, three or four GPs. I think the, the reason why he's still got a chance is because of everybody else, you know, they're going to get an a eighth or a ninth. Or, and, and it's not going to look out of place because the, yeah, that class still, is so stacked.
1: He's still got a chance. I just don't know if you can say he is the favorite nowadays.
2: Like, nowadays. No, you, you, no. I think yeah, you're right. I think um, he's possibly not the favorite. Uh, Guadaghini looking good
3: again. And two points down on Renault.
1: I didn't realise. I thought he was on a two-year deal. His contract's up at the end of this year. He's going to be staying with the Austrian family. But damn, he's going to get paid. Yeah. I would imagine his contract's not for that much at the moment. But Jesus, those negotiations must be skyrocketing. Oh, yeah. He's got to be loving that. I'd yeah. imagine that that first motor was particularly like... Um, uh, motivational or confidence gaining for him because, like, to beat Vial straight up like that, like I'd imagine for all the riders since Vial's been out, they've been very happy with obviously winning and that success. But I'd imagine there was a part of them that kind of was like, "Well, Vial is out. Like, eh, like what? What does that mean? like? I don't. Like, I still don't really know where I stand." So for Guardia, you need to beat Vial when Vial looked pretty okay,
2: um, I'd imagine that's quite a big confidence move for him. He took three wins so far this year. Uh, how many do you think he can he can take? Because if he keeps taking if he keeps taking wins like this, he's putting himself in a very very good position at the end of the year, isn't he? It's going to be it's starting to shape up now, and it, it's going to be hard. Could, do you think he could win the title this year? Yeah,
3: we he's can't your rule favorite, it out. isn't
2: he? Yeah, we can't rule it out. No, he does look, he's like, okay, this weekend is going to be a big test because
1: obviously Os was a bit of a disaster. So it'll be interesting to see what he does at Lommel, but he's good at Lommel. He was faster in EMX 250 at Lommel last year, so don't expect a disaster. But it'll be interesting to see what he does this weekend. And if he nails it and is on the podium, then yeah, what is the weakness? Because Mm. I haven't really seen him crash. I haven't really seen him make a mistake. I haven't really seen him do anything dumb.
2: Okay. Gertz is now only 23 points. No, sorry,
3: 33 points behind. Gertz beaten had, 37 points behind. Gertz had a um, very so-so day. I don't really
1: understand how, why he didn't move further up in the first moto, to be honest. Like he basically
3: went nowhere. He basically rode around in 12. I didn't really understand what, but I don't I didn't really understand why he couldn't move forward.
1: He did have arm pump, he see, like, he blamed it on arm pump afterwards, but still like. Gertz shouldn't be riding around in 12. Gertz should be able to move higher up than 12. Like, Adamo was giving him all he could handle at points. And I was just like, what? 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 <laughs> like, this is why Gertz didn't beat Vial for the title last year, because Gertz had races like that and Vial didn't. And it's kind of still there, I guess. Like, but it's not going to. S- you know what? 23 points down, you say?
3: Yeah. No, th- 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 sorry, 33. Oh, okay. 33 is a bit bigger. But still, Gertz
1: can go 1 1 this weekend, I'd imagine. And if he does. I don't know, he'll, take the, he'll, take the, he'll take the deficit down to the 10s, I reckon. Yeah. Gertz is still my favourite for the title, but like, Lockett didn't exactly give me much confidence.
2: No. I, I just think that class is so wide open. It really is. It really is. Like, you, you, look at Beniston coming back with a win. Um, and that's put him sort of 39 points back. It, it's, that, that top seven now is, is they're getting closer. Beaton needs an MXGP deal for next year. Interesting to see what he does. Still nothing.
1: Oh, still nothing. No one signed anything for next year. Yeah, but
2: most people, I think, majority of riders are sorted, aren't they? Yeah, because they're already under contract. Yeah, like there's, there's not really. That, any that's new, that's, no, that's what I mean. Surely, I can't believe Beaton. Still, no one's knocking on that door.
1: Well, Kawasaki haven't even like announced what they're doing with a team next year. Like, I don't know what you're expecting. It's round five. Oh, we, we no one. We,
2: in, we, we know what they're doing with a team next year.
1: Yeah, but like they haven't like massed in the early early stages. Like if this was a normal year with no COVID like a lot of riders well a majority of riders wouldn't have contracts signed by the end of July like it's not a, it's just like it's just a normal thing mm. Mm. but yeah he does need that and I'm still not ruling him out for the title either if he could have if he could have had a second moto similar to the first moto then that would have been very helpful for him but obviously um, it, it didn't happen did you and speak was, to him the weekend?
2: not afterwards a lot before. I'm just wondering whether how much pressure um, that's on his shoulders now, thinking about contracts for next year and the fact no, that he, he has to win. No? he says not
1: at all. He doesn't have to win. Like, where, where are you getting that from?
2: Well, I'm just saying that if if, you, if you're going up as a, If you're going to 450 as an MX2 world champion and you haven't got a deal, that, that would just be kind of strange. He's
1: not stressed at all. He said... He knows if he rides well, it will come, so whatever will be, will be. He's like,
3: if I ride well, it will happen, so... Fair play, fair play. Which isn't wrong. No. Just depends on what comes. Kyder Wolf was uh,
1: solid again, impressive again, encouraging again. Impressed, impressed, impressed. Kind of seems like he is now a consistent top six guy, if everything goes right. Yeah. That seems to be the way it kind of is trending, and... Expect him to land on the Motocross of Nations team as well, because Rowan van der Mestey is out with a broken scaphoid. Wow. Okay. And also, for some somewhere, I haven't actually found this, but so apparently someone someone's put out, or Rowan's put out, or Kawasaki have said that he'll be out with for three to four weeks with a broken scaphoid.
3: I've not seen anything.
1: No, I can't find this officially, but people have messaged me saying, "Oh." Uh, they say that Rowan's only going to be out for three to four weeks. A broken scaffold is quite a... It's not a little injury. It is a little injury, but it's quite troublesome. There's not a chance. Like, even if he's back on the bike in three to four weeks, there's no way he's making the Nations. Not a chance. No. So... No. Still nothing on what the Nations is going to be this year. Like, whether it will run, whether it will be for GP points, whether it will be normal Nations, just normal Nations. Like... They said by the end of July there would be a decision made, and we're we're two days away. So, we will see. Maybe something will be announced this weekend, but um, we will
3: see. We will see. I'm excited, Comrade Muse, Comrade Muse. So he started thirty second in the first race, and then
1: afterwards he said to me um that uh he should have had a mega start, but it wasn't all because of mistakes of his own doing, and then. He said that they know what the issue is with the starts. It's all on him, and he's going to, like, he knows what it is. He knows what the issue is with the starts, so he can move forward now and he can, like, figure it out and sort it out. And then he said, like, I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, it's all with my head. It's mental. It's, uh, the starts is all a mental issue with me, myself, and I. Like, it's all, that's, that's what the whole thing is, which obviously isn't news because that's, he said the same in an interview
3: with me two years ago. Damn. So, yeah, but it, I just uh, I don't I don't know what you do to fix that. To be honest, damn.
1: Like he started tenth in the second race and he finished tenth. So clearly he's more than capable.
2: Yeah, he just
3: needs a start. But
2: but um, yeah, it's made, definitely making it hard for himself. Is and how's his deal looking for next year? He's on. Un, he's under contract. He's under contract. So, but next year will be his last year in MX2. Wow, I mean. From what, it's just crazy, from what we've seen on a 125. I mean, it, it obviously, he got, the, he got one win in the MX250, didn't he, before he went out?
3: Yeah, he raced one and got one win. A perfect record. Yeah. It's like, wow, where's it all gone wrong? Well, no, that's a bit far.
1: But no, obviously, everyone knows a combat is capable of, like, a lot. Like yeah, but that's, capable what, that's of... what I
2: mean. Like, you would have just bet. Every, like your house on him becoming world champion at some point
1: well world, uh, world champion is a bit strong but you'd bet your house on him winning GPs like, yeah. you can't really bet like lots of ride like Josh Cobbins isn't a world champion like a lot of mm. riders a lot of great riders never got a world title so you can't really say that but
2: yeah no it's just a real shame because um, obviously there was just you know so, we've seen so much um, and it's just not quite clicked which is a real shame I'm just just,
3: just you know just, just gutted for him really I'll tell you what is clicking. Okay. The Liat knee braces, as you just click them into place and
1: strap them up. And that takes us nicely into Liat, ask if I say anything. <laughs> Lovely transition. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, of an all-new 7.5 helmet with 360 turbine technology and free bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on Liat.com Liat.com for all of your gear protection and general needs, whether that be Moto or MTB. Many questions this week, I'm just going to pull those up quickly. You ready for some questions, James? Born ready, Lewis, born ready at Braden underscore two one two, will the FIM start a World Supercross series for the MXGP guys? No. Everyone's waiting for that, and I just can't see it happening because it just wouldn't work. It's too much. It's not an easy thing. It wouldn't. It would be so complex with so many problems and so many like it just wouldn't work. It like it's not going. I a lot of people are waiting for that to happen. Obviously, it was announced that Felder um, no longer working with VFIM on AMA Supercross but yeah I I just can't see it happening and if it does if if an announcement like that does drop then I'll just look at it and go why the hell is like why so
2: if you you ever spoke to uh, David Luongo about whether they're tempted to do that over the winter because at the moment they just kind of need that break don't they because they're only getting a three month break anyway
3: yeah well who's going to race it
2: exactly because
3: well how the hell are the MXG like um,
1: they need to prepare for the new season just as much as anyone else. Yeah. The American schedule works because during Supercross, MX Sports can prepare for the Nationals. If MX Sports were preparing for the Nationals whilst also running Supercross, it would be a like they'd be under an insane amount of pressure. So. And what we what we cracking on now? Twenty is it twenty GPS a year?
3: Yeah, twenty is for. Twenty is the average number. Yeah. Yeah, I mean maybe you could have a reverse and have an eight-rang supercross series.
1: At Brad Myers, 2-2 said Herling's back for Lommel. The team say probably not. And I think Finland is like the most likely of like the safe place to return. However, until I see something that categorically says Hurlings isn't racing this weekend, then I will wait and see. Because after Guys's crash, I just think the ob- I think that I would imagine he would do everything in his power. To be there because he's not he's not out of this thing, and missing no. Lommel would make him out of this thing. So, until I see a announcement from KTM that categorically says Hurlings is out of Lommel, then I'm, I'm I won't believe anything. But right now, it's not looking good because the crack in his shoulder is a, in his shoulder blade is a lot bigger than anyone initially expected.
2: So, so the the injury's worse than than first thought.
1: Yeah, and I spoke to a couple of riders who have had that
3: shoulder injury, and they said riding around Lommel with that would be Horrific. So. Wow. Tom Cumber 43. Most underrated
1: ride from Lockett for you guys. Mine's either JVH 89 or Evo Monticello.
3: Uh,
2: yeah, I guess uh, Monticelli did pull out a bag uh, in the second moto. But I, I, I'm, I'm Van Horbeek, I think. There again, a Lupino was again another consistent day. Um same but pretty much the same points as uh Van Horbeek in, in Monticelli. Uh no, I yeah, or a because that Licurcio's,
3: I just didn't see that coming either. So. I would go um I would go Wilson Todd. Wilson Todd? Yeah. Okay. Solid, shows some speed, uh he's keeps getting better.
1: Clearly, a solid top ten guy now, and I think soon enough he'll be a um, he'll be a solid top six guy, top five guy. Well, maybe not top five because that's quite a heavy, that's quite a stacked situation. But uh, also, in interesting things, uh, Wilson told had a seventh in a moto, and
3: believe it or not, I do believe. Please hold. He was only about eighteen seconds off
2: of the lead wasn't he, at the end of race one,
3: that was the first top seven for Dixon since Russia 2018. No, 2019, sorry. Wow. And he only
1: had one top seven that season with Sonai in that first Russian moto. Wow. So Dixon has been on, the DRT team has been on a on a down point and they're rising back up now. Obviously, Taylor Hamill's injured, but he was quite impressive and Wilson Todd's coming into his own, so they are rising. (laughs) They're back. Yes. Oh, I forgot we were doing questions. I've kind of just went back into MX2 talk then.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if we could return back to uh, the questions, that'd be great.
1: Aaron Lewis, 225, says, no Ferrato interview, question mark, question mark. Why the hate LP? By the way, great work on the Paul's Jonas interview. There's no, like, there's no um, strategy with the interviews. It's just literally wander around and hope to bump into guys. Yeah. I walked past KTM and Prado was right there. And had I walked past two minutes later, maybe he would have been in a meeting and then I never would have seen him again. And then that's that.
2: It is like, uh, some riders actually will, will uh, kind of message you like, uh, or, or, or call our, you over now. Or, uh, well, Crowley um, asked, asked you for an interview, didn't he? He asked if I needed him. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And his Lambo.
1: Yeah, they were driving. Everyone left quite quick as well because um, everyone drives from Belgium or Holland to Lockett, which is like nine hours. And every rider drove back on Sunday night, so everyone was out of there sharpish. I did see Frato, and I did think about asking from him for an interview, but I just was like, I don't, really you know, I'm, I've got nothing really to ask you. There's questions, Lewis, questions. Other than actually, I should have asked him why the hell he's moved up to MXGP exactly, and start from there. Come on, Lewis, we expect more. At Sund isn't it time for MXGP TV to increase the frame rate and maybe offer 4K resolution? James, I'm out on this one. I was there. So you watch MXGP TV? Do they not do 4K resolution?
2: I don't think they do. I think it's just 1080, isn't it? Is it 1080? Yeah, I think it's 1080. 1080 is fine though, isn't it? That's okay, yeah. Um, But it depends. if you have got like an ultra high definition TV? Supercross
1: and Nationals in 4K?
2: Uh, I don't know, because I, I watch everything on my iPad at the moment. Um, it's very rare that I'll put it onto the big screen. So um, for me, it, personally, it's fine because I'm just watching stuff on an iPad. But I guess for those people who are streaming it through, um, uh, I could stream my iPad through, through to my um, TV. I don't choose to. But I guess and if for those people that they, they would. I, I think, yeah, I think, Jesus Christ, it's um, 2021. This is all standard. So um yeah, come on. Sort that out at four K. At Cal Crossland twenty six,
1: which MXGP riders are likely to retire soon? Ooh, good question. Uh, uh, well if you're gonna say in the next say let's say by twenty twenty three. Going into twenty twenty three, I would imagine that Stribos would have retired, Crowley Crowley would have retired, Lupino would have retired. Simpson? Yeah, because I don't like like this is. I'd imagine all those riders will race next year, but I'd imagine that twenty twenty three is a bit of a stretch.
3: I'm a bit nervous. Well, no, I, I kind of. I feel. I think Tonus maybe. Do you reckon? He that concussion that he had before Ross. I think it was another big one. No, yeah. but he's fine.
1: He's completely fine. But he's had a lot of concussions in his time, and I don't think the one before Ross was like a little. Oh, Not my head. I think it was a proper concussion.
2: Yeah, yeah. there's definitely going to be a. I think I think those rises you mentioned that they're, they're going to leave big holes in that. You know, in MXGP. I'd
1: bet that February will be gone sooner than people would imagine. Although it sounds like he's going to stay at Kawasaki next year,
3: so maybe not. Okay. Yeah, no. Most will probably be the three. I thought there'd be more to be honest. Maybe four with Tonus, but. Tixier? No, he's not as old as you'd think. No, he's not as old, but it's, you know... He's been in MXGP since 2016, so 16, 17,
1: 18, 19, 20. This is only his sixth year in MXGP. At J.Peterson57, Mathis versus the Ansties, discuss. That's all dead and buried now. It's all sorted. We don't need to discuss that. It's all sorted, so moving on. There's a lot of questions about that, so we don't need to discuss it now. It's all... In the past, it's sorted out. Everyone's great.
2: So, um, uh, Max went on Pulp Mex last night to uh, clear things up, hey?
1: Yes. It all, cleared, it all cleared up. Everyone's friends and we're all great. Everyone's there we go. Great. So there we
2: go. So um, just if you do if you get, get a chance to listen to Pulp Mex uh, last night, you can catch up with an interview from Max and uh, or- Steve Mathis. Wait for later this week because I believe we're doing an Anstey in America podcast this week. <sighs> even better. So you could have a double up so you can listen to Pope and then uh, listen to Anstey in America.
1: Ash, Fixter uh, 420 not the most fun city season talk, but Jazakoni's deal is up. Where does he go? He showed that he is still capable of doing well at Oss, but would teams even risk to sign him because of his injury? It's still early to tell, but it's July and there are not a ton of factory seats open.
3: I've heard, so I've heard that Fevra is going to go to the new Kawasaki team, but Monticelli isn't. Oh, okay. So it would
1: not surprise me if Kawasaki is Fevra and Jazakonis next year.
2: Um, Monticelli, though, wherever he goes, he's going to take a chunk of money. Yeah, but there aren't really any, like... Not factory, but there's what, we don't know what's going to happen with standing yet, do we?
3: No, we don't know what standing are doing.
2: So there's the option of going back to standing.
3: That actually isn't a bad shout. Mm. It's it's out. The it, rumours out there enough. Uh, Kawasaki will be a
1: vice one. That's pretty much a done deal. Mm. Federal, and it sounds and the rumour. This is more of a rumour. I haven't really heard it from anyone good, but it sounds as though Fevra will go there.
3: So, because um, yeah. he's under contract with Kawasaki. No, he's not. He's completely up. Really? Okay. Yeah, but there's no other factory spots. Okay. Hmm. At CR Dory said, is Finland definitely going
1: ahead? Yes, it seems so. I had to confirm my attendance a couple of days ago so that I could be put on the government's list to avoid quarantine. So that to me says that full steam ahead. Let's go. And I hear the tracks already started being built as well. So I do believe that that is uh, yeah. That's all that's all going ahead. Happy days. At Chris United 93, is the fate is the fate or fortune with Hurlings and Geyser? Time Tim, I guess that's Tim. Tim flies off at all angles, but bounces up like he's made in a lab. Hurlings in the wrong place at wrong time misses
2: rounds. Yeah, you can't you can't make that up, can you? What um, does that,
1: what What does it mean? Is for fate or fortune with hurlings and geyser?
2: Well, fate. Well, fate kind of uh, being more of sort of bad luck when fortune with with geyser. I think I think fortune with geyser. We've seen it time and time again, haven't we, over the last couple of years he just has this unique ability to, um, when he does crash, he just does it so well, just managed to manages to, to limit the, the impact. But it's like, um, you know, like, like you say, sliding doors that could have been, uh, Monticelli landed on Geyser's back in Away way we go. So yeah, I think, I think Tim's, uh, I don't know what's happened, but he's definitely uh, he's got some some good luck. Right place, right time.
1: At Ryan G four three seven, quite open for a couple of spots on Team GB for the MXDN this year. Who would you
2: pick? Ooh, good. Well, I'm going to go. I'd probably controversial. uh, I'd probably go Maxim Ben uh, in the four fifty slots, and
3: you still got to go with Conrad, aren't you? On a mx2 well if you I had this conversation with someone at the weekend if you don't go with Conrad on
1: mx2 then you have to put a 450
2: on a 250
1: yeah you have to because there's no other real option but yeah I I don't
3: I think Wilson's not going to do it Wilson's not going to do it I don't think Max will do it no I would bet that Max isn't going to do it So then that leaves you with Simpson, Conrad, Sterry, Ben,
1: Tommy. And I don't even know if Tommy would want to do it. He might do it on a 252 stroke. Well, if... but, And then out of those riders, if if you're not putting Conrad in MX2, Ben can get a 250 quite easily from Kimia. Simpson can't, obviously. He's on his own team. Sterry could take Conrad's bike. Who's the other rider I said and Tommy, I guess, could ride a Bill Base Honda, or a Crendon fast-track Honda 250, so I guess I guess that option is open for anyone, but I just uh, I've, I would probably, right now, I would go thinking that Wilson isn't going to do it and thinking that Max isn't going to do it, I would go with Ben, MXGP I think Ben and MXGP is a done deal no matter what happens, like, you can move everything around, I think that's sorted not sorted as in done, I think just like, that's the obvious pick yeah Ben in MXGP, Conrad in MX2, Steri in Open. That would be my pick right now.
3: Steri over Max? I just told you. I just said, I'm making that in the knowledge that Max doesn't want to do it. Oh. I would bet. Okay. Maybe, things, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I would bet that he doesn't want to do it.
1: Uh, yeah, so that's probably what I'd go for. But if you're not putting, Actually, Conrad, just... where where would Max even get a Suzuki from? They
3: got one in Europe. They'd probably have to like, maybe someone's got one in 2006. Me, me, or <laughs> maybe someone's got in, one in a garage. But if you're not having Comrade, then I'd probably go Ben MXGP, on a 250, Simpson,
2: Open.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll text Tommy later and see if he'll do it because I don't really know what his situation is. But
3: and it's hard because I don't actually know what. Well, I guess Tommy runs Simpson's pace in the British, so I guess Tommy would be fine. Like, no, I don't know. Hmm. It is interesting, but I think Ben in MXGP is a cert, and
1: I think Sterry has to factor in there somewhere, as well.
2: I got. I got to be honest. This is going to be the first year where I don't fancy our chances. Well, I'm not excited. Maybe I should put that out. I'm not excited about the options we've got. And that's not being negative to the rider. Wow. It's just, you know, like, it's just everybody like, you know, Comrade's not quite where we want him, but Ben's where he is. Max is on a, uh, I don't even know, uh, obviously has not the greatest uh, equipment. And he's over in America. You've got Wilson who's over in America. You've got... um You've got Simpson who's just coming into forum, which is great, um, which is, that uh, you know, sits well. Don't kind of know where Tommy's sat with everything. It's, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not like we're, we're all guns blazing. Where previous years we have had too many people to choose from who are in forum.
3: Well, I'm
1: just not excited about the nations at all because, like, who knows? Like, once I announce the format, I'll probably start to get excited because then my mind, I'll start like being like, okay, this is happening. Right now, I'm kind of like, meh. Is it going to happen? Does anyone care? Whereas if, if it gets announced and it starts like moving, like the Netherlands announcing their team, I was just like, what are you like? Why have you announced that? And it kind of just was done in a very quiet way. And so that's, I'll get excited once, once
2: in front announce what's going on with it. I will then be excited. Well, I'm guessing it's happening and stuff because if teams are announcing it, they've obviously been told that, that it's happening. No, it's only Holland that's announced. Well, I'm guessing they kind of know. Well, yeah, but like, what, you think in, you think Luongo's ringing Mark Chamberlain?
3: No, exactly. <laughs> okay, that is, Liat, James has got to go to a
1: wedding, so we'll, we'll, we'll roll some questions over to next week. But that is, Leah. ask if I say anything. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology and mid-range price point. Of an all-new 7.5 helmet with 360 turbine technology and free bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com or follow them on Instagram at Liat to keep up with everything that's going on with those guys. Big things coming very, very soon. And you might even get a little glimpse of that this coming
2: weekend. I don't think you can say big things coming soon on a podcast.
1: I don't think you um, can point that out. So let's go to a break. Let's go to another advert. So as always, as always, we would like to thank Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour Nutrition, and Blenzel Oils. We'll be back in just two minutes.
0: You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com.
1: Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, LIAC continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is venue for 2021 4.5 boot, offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com.
2: For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varna and factory level riders like Michael Essie who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label Racing Caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T Racing Lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram.
0: The The MX Vice Show. show. Welcome back
1: to episode 78 of the MX Vice Show. This is the number one podcast show that covers the ins and outs of MXGP from the only media that goes to every MXGP round. So there's that. Gotta do what you gotta do to uh, get the scoops and the stories to talk about. As always, we'd like to thank the sponsors who help us go to MXGP rounds and bring you the stories, bring you the scoops, and bring you the answers to the questions you will have. That's Fly Racing, Liap, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour Nutrition, and Blenzel Oils. Much appreciated if you could support all of those guys. I'm going to actually do a little thing for everyone this week. So... To make it easier for you to support them, we'll lay it all out a bit simpler for you, so you can you can find it very simple to support the people who give you this podcast. Hi,
2: James. Hi, Lewis. How are you? Uh, Great, great. Still recovering from my hangover, Um, but uh, there we go. I've had my porridge, I've had water, I've had coffee. Um, So I'm doing everything that I can do to uh, make it through this podcast. That's that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, Unfortunately, I have dropped a ball. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Just the one, or or both? Just yours? one. There's no
2: armor. You smarter than a berth this week. Well, that's a relief. I you're going to get shouted at though because people like that game.
1: Well, I, I, I don't think I've got it in me to like make up
2: questions on the spot. I could. Do you want to? Uh, no, I want to see you get lambasted on uh, on online. No, I can I can probably try and make. No, questions no, on the spot. I'm I'm happy for uh, the pitchfork rebellion. To kick off and uh, maybe Dimitri will come looking for you in Lummel, who knows? Shall we do one question? Just a little taster? Uh, no, I've got a hangover. Okay, One of the questions
1: was, would have been actually no, I don't even know what one of the questions would have been. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, OK. Uh, I actually wanted to do this at the start of the show. Nice little thing. What's your memories of Locket) um, I remember Carloveri. Was it
2: Karloveri that we stayed in? Karloveri. Karloveri. I, I liked, I liked, I liked the track. Uh, the track was, was great to watch. I wouldn't necessarily want to ride it, but um, the track was, was great to watch. I, I, I liked it. I liked the traveling through Germany. Cause when we went, we, we kind of drove into the mx 5 truck. And, uh, I, I found the whole experience great. So if, it's one of those which if you enjoy a bit of driving, um and we get to we got to open up the uh the MX Vice truck on the ode through Germany, so that's pretty cool. And I like yeah, I like check. Um obviously going to different countries of view, I could tell you what the McDonald's are like. Um We were discussing this at a weekend. We reckon we have gone to more Mc,
1: more different McDonald's, like as in different stores in the world than anyone else in the world.
2: Yeah, I reckon probably we, we've definitely got to be up there because...
1: Because like we've, done, we've done probably 15 different McDonald's in Italy. We've done like four different McDonald's in Indonesia, two in Qatar, off the top of my head. like What, what a number.
2: Yeah. For, for people who don't know, uh, although Lewis is very worldly and he would tell you that his, uh, he, he likes fish and he likes this and he likes that, Basically. Salmon. Um, I love salmon. <laughs> Whenever we go anywhere, we end up in a fucking McDonald's, which isn't no, bad. That's, that's because, like, I'm not saying that, look, look, please let me finish. It's not bad, it's just when you have four days of McDonald's. My yeah, stomach but, is just not good. Yeah, but that's just the GP, like it's GP life, that's how it
1: works. You, we, we finish at a track at 10pm, and, okay, you could go to a restaurant then, but also we've got, a, like, uh, okay, Sunday night, Sunday night, right? Race finished. I did my podcast. That took me two hours. That normally takes... I normally, I normally dedicate two hours to walking around. And then at the two-hour mark, I'm like, okay, I need to get on. Then I wrote some team press releases. Uh, three of them, to be exact. Then we left the track to get food. That was, that was half nine. On the way back to the hotel, there was a McDonald's. So we darted in there for half an hour. Darted out, back to the hotel. Then I had to get started on editing the podcast and putting them up. Then, so, like... There is literally just no time to go to a restaurant. There's no yeah, time.
2: I get that on a Sunday night. But on a, a Saturday. Saturday night, we could no. go to a restaurant. Yeah. That's you not understanding the business. No, that's you kind of like, no, I've got to work. I'm going to work and work. And it's like, what are you working on? I don't know. And there's just always there's something stuff, to do. There's stuff to do. And it's like, there's no, al- you could actually there's take... There's always something to do. You could take two hours out on a Saturday night and go to a restaurant. You could. Well, I'm in a bit of a turmoil, to be honest. And the only time that you ever go to a restaurant is because I make you
1: on a no, Saturday to, night. We've we've gone to restaurants a lot this trip, but I'm in a bit of a turmoil because I obviously staying in Holland so that, to like avoid the whole flying malarkey at the moment, which is just a disaster. And I thought to myself, Oh, take out the travel days or some of the travel days. I still had to drive to Lockett, so that was a travel day. But like I'm not having to drive anywhere to Lommel this weekend, so that's taken out a travel day. I was like, bloody hell, that's going to free up so much time for me. I might have a bit of free time. I can probably watch a TV show or something or a film, like uh, the new Power series is out and I haven't even watched it yet. And turns out, I've eliminated the travel days. I've not got enough time still to get everything done I want. I haven't had any free time. I thought I was going to have, I thought I was going to have a very pleasant experience, but apparently I've not.
2: And it's very stressful for me. Hmm. Uh, Two words, time management. Well, it's just, there's always something to do. Yeah, but you, you spend, um a lot of time procrastinating about this stuff. I actually don't. You I actually do. don't. You would be very, You
1: would be impressed. Like, right, I got back from Lockett, right? Okay, so I worked Sunday night. I worked until mm-hmm. 3 a.m., woke up at 10. Woke up at 10, was on the road back to Holland at 10.30. So woke up, showered, packed, on the road. Got back to the hotel at 8 p.m. on Monday. Uh, immediately had dinner at a hotel restaurant, not a McDonald's. Had dinner at a hotel restaurant. Left there at quarter to nine. Then I was straight into work until 2am, flat out, no procrastination. Because I do not procrastinate. That's just your theory, because you don't. You struggle to handle the fact that I'm a harder worker than you.
2: <laughs> I watch you. When I'm at GPs, I watch you, and it's like, what are you doing? Oh, I've got. I've got to do this. I've really got no, to do this.
1: At, no, no. Yeah, but at GPs is different to in the week. At GPs, I, I, I'm not procrastinating. I'm thinking, because I'm like, right. I need to find out what's going on with Prado. Right, Prado's probably not here yet. He normally gets here at 2. So, like, at GPs, I'm not procrastinating. I'm trying to, like, juggle all of these things that I want to find out. And, like, what I like. okay, so Husky normally gets to the track at 4 p.m. So, at 4 p.m., I need to go over there and speak to them about that. Blah, 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 blah. Do you, that's, know, that's do what you know what we need? Five so other we... employees.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, we need five other employees. But what we need is the Lewis Phillips... Vlog. We need the YouTube show up and going. Come on Lewis. I, um, I swallowed a fly at the weekend. It flew straight in my mouth. <laughs> that would have been entertaining. That the is the shit what we need on video. So then
1: I was just dry heaving because I could just feel it tickling the bottom of my throat. So I was just dry heaving on the side of the pits. Dry heaving? Is that like the same as dry humping? No. It's just trying to...
2: <laughs> well, you wanted to say gagging, didn't you? But then you knew that I was going to say something No, I actually
3: didn't. Just a fly made you gag. Yeah, no, I don't even know what we were talking about. Anyway, but, um, <laughs> oh, locket memories.
1: Oh so, yeah,
2: locket memories. What's your well, locket well, memory, Lewis?
1: When I think of locket, I go. I think of Strybos I think of Coppins. Of course, and do. I think of. Of course, you do. No, everyone thinks of Coppins.
2: When I, when I do you to, ever not think of Coppins?
1: I said to like seven people in the pits on Friday. Like When I come here, I just think of Coppins
2: straight away, and they were like, yeah, we're us too. Coppins and Tangley, you have a very, very weird, um, you know, that th- you spend a lot of time...
1: No, their careers just really interested me.
2: Mm. Are anyway, you sure?
1: You've kind of not, you've, you've taken up so much time that I don't have time for my locket memory. <laughs> so <you> for <laughs> I forgot to mention that part three of the MXY show is presented by... Prox Performance Parts. Prox Performance Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything the Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox Parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. That uh, if you want to be factory and you're not factory, you choose Prox. Very cost-effective solutions and products for your bike. Touch baskets, etc. Anything you could want for, the, for basically little parts, internals, you need Prox. Every bike, any year, any model, no questions asked, you need Prox. Literally, it's that simple. I can't. It actually is surprising to me that not every single club rider in the world uses Prox because it's literally, in my mind, the number one
2: solution to a everyday problem. Do you know what is number one? What? Even Strokes, that carries 7,765 prox parts in stock in the warehouse, ready to deliver next day to you. I don't know what that
3: is. Evenstrokes.com. <laughs> uh, Planet bomb Bombshell of the week? I haven't played one sound. Well...
2: Yeah, that, do you know, it's such a refreshing change. Um, it's flowed so much better. I think people are going to enjoy this more. Um, plan to a bombshell a week. Rui Concalvis. That 100%. Beat, beat that. Beat, I'm trying to beat think, I'm that. Trying to think,
3: I'm trying to think if there's anything else that so, happened at the weekend
1: that could be a bombshell that I've not said. Rui is definitely top. Yeah, I haven't got much. I haven't got, uh, I haven't got another one, I don't think. I'm trying to think. Really hard, and I, I don't think I've got another one. Oh yeah, no, that's not really a, no. no. Okay, no, you want that? Yeah, I
3: want Rui. That is
1: your Planet Moto bombshell of a week. <laughs> Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with a Planet Moto Academy. There is a lot going on at. Planet Moto, including 2022 dates. Uh, They are going fast. Uh, That's how you know that Planet Moto is the place to be. In demand, 2022 dates. We may be five months away, but they are flying off the shelf. So what you want to do is head over there to their social media or planetmoto.co and get involved now to avoid disappointment. It's that simple. It really is that simple. Why wouldn't you want to ride in Spain? Literally, who turns that down when there's an opportunity for that? So especially after everything everyone's been through. So planetmoto.co, have the time of your life.
2: Yeah, and Max will help you with um, like the whole shenanigans of getting your bike over there, especially from from the UK, and you're going through this whole Brexit thing, and they want to know, you know, do you own a bike, and you need to think of the a carne. Max will sort out a whole lot. He is your guy. So uh, if you want to get to Spain safely in one piece with your bike and everything else, speak to Max. Uh, also, uh, Max is going to be coming on the podcast show soon. Lewis. this podcast show. Uh, this or the British one? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna. He's coming down. I think maybe next week.
1: Well, so, um, it sounds like you'd want to run past for not only the editor of MX but also the host of the MX show. Well, I'm just making moves. Okay, we're gonna have to discuss your okay. you, the fact that you shouldn't be making any moves.
2: Yeah, I'm without just making my moves. Yeah, executive decisions.
1: I can't. I, I. I've got. So I've got a bit of problem. I wrote down what our. Just all performance that a week
2: predicted were? Oh, no, it's easy. 1 1 Fevre and 1 1 Tomac. Oh, yeah. Number three, Kazaki on both. We, we made yeah, it easy. I was going to say, I we? wrote
1: it down, but it's in my Czech hotel room. So, how, how did yours go? Mine well, went really bad. Fevre was still fast. He just didn't have the starts. If he'd put himself in a position to win, I think he would have done exceptionally well.
2: I think you'd done well. You'd done well to try and justify that. Do you, th- right? So, do you think, oh, uh, February or Tomac, then better. Oh, Tomac. I mean, I haven't watched WashUgel because, you know, GP life, but... Yeah. So I, I kind of win that one, don't I? Well, no, because you have to get it right to win. Or closer. But then I feel like this game really needs to change because so far we've had one point in like
1: five weeks. <laughs> well, it's a bloody hard game. You know? <laughs> I thought it'd be easy, to be honest. I've like,
2: I really thought it'd be easy. All right. So let's, let's pick... Uh, should we pick an MX2 and an MXGP winner? This week, no, that's boring.
3: That's boring.
2: Wait. I will go, for for my Blendlal predicted for Lommel.
3: I will go. Oh,
2: I've got one for you.
3: I've got one, but it's big, and I don't know if I want to go there.
2: Is it the same rider I'm thinking? I doubt it. Kader Wolf. I
3: bet, I bet you're thinking. Oh, I thought you were thinking of Sean Simpson. No, I was going to say Kader Wolf, second
2: overall.
1: Uh, if you want to have that you can have that a bit risky but sure I was going to go Ben Watson is a top Yamaha factory MXGP rider
2: well okay you can have that because you think he's going to beat cold enough and Sierra at Long yep wow yeah I know I told you it was big but yeah. you know that's what we're here for we're here to go out on a limb yeah, you, can, you take that I like that prediction I hope it comes off um, I'm going to go with Cade Wolf. second step on the podium
3: well make a note those are your blends all performance of the week predicted Predictions,
1: predict, predictions, lots of performance, lots of words, lots of P words. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Castor Oil has been the secret choice for many championship winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2022 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of castor-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing castor to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop for Blenzel's full line of two-stroke and four-stroke racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow at Blenzel, that's B-L-E-N-D-Z-A-L-L on Instagram. That's B for Bunny, L for Lewis, E for
3: Elephant, N for Nanny, D for David, Z for Zoo, Zebra, (laughs) A for Alan, L for
1: Lucifer, and L for...
2: Lamp. Do you know if you actually um, take all, literally, just rewind out of fifteen seconds, take all those words and give out to a psychologist, they would come out some really fucked up way of how your brain works. What? i was just saying, some of the words that you first came to your mind. Yeah, uh, a bit of the phonetic alphabet. Lucifer. Lucifer, What the devil? (laughs) (laughs) Hello. What Lucifer was? (laughs) Hello.
1: When I was driving here at the Channel Tunnel, they, I had to um, say my book in reference and I had to do it f- with a phonetic alphabet and I couldn't think of anything for X. Oh, so amazing. I so said, I said X for excellent without an E. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm not very good at the phonetic alphabet. <laughs>
2: oh my God, I, I can't. Oh. That's true though. What uh,
1: yeah. X for excellent without an is it without an E. Like that is X. X-ray. Well, I didn't think of that at the time. <laughs> I've gone for Ben Watson's a top Yamaha Factory MXGP rider in the overall results, MXGP class at the MXGP of Flanders, Hyphen, Belgium. James has gone for Kyder Wolf, second overall in MX
2: Two. Very overall. precise James's prediction. So yeah. but
1: we'll see. We'll see
3: what happens.
2: Yeah. I, I, I think yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna go
3: second overall do you reckon he'll sneak his first win there no I think it's a bit early okay but then maybe because he's clearly
1: fast enough he got pole so clearly uh, no he's still a bit uh, no, well then he could have won os couldn't he he should have won
3: he should have really won a at os he was capable yeah that's why I'm quite hyped up about Lommel
2: it just feels like that would be very early in his career but I guess like other people have done it yeah, I mean, what sort of statement does that send? 16 years old and wins a, a GP, like wins a GP. That's
3: and he big. is 16. That's, that is quite a. That's big. That is quite a thing that he's 16. Yeah, that's
2: big. That's he's kind got, of. That's he, that's he has. That's Rocks and Hurlin's big. He has seven years left in MX2. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> but that's mental. If if he wins Lommel. That's Herlin's Roxenbeek, I think.
1: Uh, I don't like putting people in that category, but sure. Okay. okay. The All thing right. is, Kaida Wolf is known. Like, I feel like everyone, maybe not America, but everyone in Europe knew the name Kaida Wolf when he was on 85s because he
2: was that sort of talent, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't know him, then you probably got, yeah. You...
3: Herlin's has just put an Instagram story up of a new
1: helmet design. Yeah. And, and on it- the back, it says, no landing zone allowed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is funny. That is funny. That's good. I like that. Question? Yeah.
1: Helmet design for Lommel? Like, why has he got a helmet design?
2: Exactly.
3: He's
1: back. I don't know. I, I still don't think he'll ride because KTM said that they probably wouldn't advise it, but stranger things have happened. He raced with a broken femur. And uh, like, like I said with Prado... How he bounces around Lommel like a gazelle. Hurling's is the same thing. Like it's not like he uses a lot of energy at Lommel, whereas other guys, like Lommel is hard for everyone, but for some guys it's harder because they are just fighting the bike everywhere. Whereas Hurling's is just bounce, bounce, bounce,
3: bounce, bounce. But Hurling's is just up, 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 up like nice. Like. Whereas other guys are like
2: <laughs> MX manager. Uh, How did you do? Well, I fucked up. Do you want to tell everybody? Because I'm sure you're, you cannot wait to... Uh, no, I'm as well. ashamed.
1: I'm actually pissed off.
2: <laughs> I, I stayed up and watched um, Pro Motocross, then I watched UFC, <laughs> and I woke up, Lakes so had a bad a fucking dog. The dog keeps shitting every hour. I don't know what's wrong with our dog at the moment. It's getting old. So I'm having really, like, restless nights with a dog at the moment, and I I accidentally missed... I think the first 10 minutes of the GP and then messaged you and said, when, when does MX Manager close? No, this, this is... Well, actually, had, why, why, why is MX Manager closed?
1: This is why we've had, this is, we've had many uh, stories on this podcast about how James makes my life quite horrific as an employee. I'm stood in pit lane tweeting about the first race. We're halfway through (laughs) and he messages me, why are are VMX manager picks closed with like a million question marks? As if to say, what the (laughs) fuck, Lewis, you fucked up. I forgot you were an hour ahead. I just had to reply with, because the first race has started. That was all I replied and I got on with my day.
2: I forgot you. And this is a little, do you know what? This is a warning to everybody that, you know, I could have picked it on the Saturday. And I was just about to pick it on a Saturday. I was like, no, I will wait till after qualifying because it's getting serious. And that's what happens, people. So I made a mistake
3: so everybody else can learn from it. It's just embarrassing. So, uh, there we go.
2: It's, I was very disappointed because I was gaining uh, momentum on, uh, Lewis Phillips, and I've just threw it away.
3: Threw it away. Uh, have you done
2: prices yet for this week? No, I have not. I'll do that today. It is the shortest MX Manager segment ever. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't asked me how I did. Uh, we don't care. But no, uh, Lewis, how did you get on? Uh, 49th at round
1: five. Damn it. And now. Uh, 17th damn it. Uh, in the overall thing so I was 23rd so I gained a bit of ground but damn it. to be honest the whole fantasy thing worldwide isn't really going well for me at the moment damn
2: it oh yeah because uh, what about the whole pulp thing because you, aren't you paying to, to yeah, and you was going to um, be I thought you were going to win like 70 grand and takes a long holiday
1: it was I um. Oh, it was going so well it was going so well and then I've had and then Austin Austin Lockett obviously wasn't putting
3: as much time into it and it's just gone off the rails. Mm. I don't want to say it's all hope, all hope is lost, but
1: unless I come out at Unadilla absolutely swinging, all hope is lost. Wow, just wow, Lewis. I'm man. really disappointed. It pissed me off on Saturday night. I was
3: I actually went to bed fuming,
2: fuming. Yeah, that's what I was like when you messaged me back on on Sunday, and you said that it already started. I was like, for fuck's sake. Like, come on.
3: Obviously, not it myself because it's everybody else's fault, but um,
2: especially the dog. How's Dougie? I don't know. I'm in Holland. Well, you're not having like um, FaceTimes with him or anything? I'd rather.
1: Uh, I wondered why you mentioned your dog. So there's no one cares about dogs. They like, do. maybe the that's It's diff- the- probably another podcast. For dogs you. are better than humans. So we touched on it. Kawasaki aren't returning to the same factory team next year. MXESCA. No one has
3: ever called it that in life. Yeah. But it turns out that's what the actual team is called without Kawasaki. I'm guessing maybe so, they keep
2: on Monticelli. So they get another well, yeah, manufacturer Yeah, that's actually that's actually an option. Monticelli
1: actually an option. Yeah, like that team doesn't necessarily have to go away. They can get, like, they can do what effectively Jackie Martins did when he lost Husqvarna, when he lost the control of the Husqvarna MX2 team. And he just went to another manufacturer and became a satellite team. So there's no reason why this MX ESCA team can't do that. So yeah. don't think that, don't, like, a lot of teams are moving, changing colors, and a lot of teams are moving around. But it seems like we may get away without losing any of the teams, which is fortunate. Yeah. Because that was a big
2: worry. Yeah. Because uh, in, in theory, there, there was a massive question mark over Ice One until you released the news.
1: Well, no, no, it's not done. I don't, from what everyone says, everyone, everyone believes that's happening. So, and I think I've heard it from enough people where I got, before the announcement came out, I got text saying this is like almost a done deal. So like for them, the announcement to come out the day after I got that text, I was like, okay, well, this all adds up.
3: Yeah.
2: Are we done? We're done. We're done. I'm uh, off to uh, a nice five-hour journey now to Wales. Well, that has been part three. Of the MXY show.
1: Also, just FYI on this podcast, I've spoken to riders about us going live and ringing riders each week. And all the riders are up for it. So, wheels are rolling. Ooh, good times. That has been part three. And uh, the final part of the MXY show is brought to you by Prox Performance Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything the Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox Parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro now to learn more. You need that for your bike. Honestly, I'm not even like, just go there, see what's available for your bike, and you'll be like, wow, I can get everything I need in one place. Yeah. That's ideal. And also, MXGP teams are choosing to use exactly this. It's, it's not only is it a good, not only are they good products, it's also the ultimate service for your, it's like I say, it's a one-stop shop essentially.
2: So, Mm. and, and for those of you who are not sure what you need, go to evenstrokes.com. There's a part finder on there. Put your bike in, make model year, boom, all the products come up for it. 7,765 products in stock.
1: Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour Nutrition, and Blenzel Oils. Thanks a lot to those guys. We really appreciate them sticking around, their support, and their, uh, just general them for producing some of the best products in the industry. Final thoughts, James?
2: Uh, I am off to a wedding in... Wells. The only way the wedding in Wales could get better is if uh, Monticelli came with me and brought out a party.
1: That has been episode 78 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following along, mxvice.com. Uh We'll be in Lommel this weekend for another round of MXGP, round 6, and then we'll be back early next week to wrap it all up. Should be some big city season news moving around maybe this weekend. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us.
0: We'll be back next week. See ya. Bye. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com.
2: Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information.
1: Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com
2: For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varna and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop for Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. Instagram. You are listening to the MX
3: Vice Show.